Welcome to Excess Returns, where we focus on what works over the long term in the markets. Join us as we talk about the strategies and tactics that can help you become a better long-term investor. Justin Carboneau and Jack Forehand are principals at Validia Capital Management. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Validia Capital. No information on this podcast should be construed as investment advice. Securities discussed in the podcast may be holdings of clients of Validia Capital. Hey guys, this is Justin. This episode of Excess Returns is a bit different. Jack and I take the opportunity to reflect on our first year of podcasting, to what has gone right, to where we can improve, to the technology we use, and why focusing on the small stuff is so important. We also wanted to use this time to thank everyone who has listened to us and all those who have supported us in our first year of podcasting. We welcome your feedback and all reviews and comments are always very helpful, so please consider doing one if you find this discussion or any of our talks valuable. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoy the discussion. All right, today we're going to kind of go off our normal sort of investing topic a little bit, and we're going to talk about the lessons uh, we've learned in our first year of podcasting. So we started the podcast in December of last year, and I think we've probably done at least an episode a week, sometimes two a week. Um, So, you know, not that we're experts at podcasting or anything like that, but we just thought we'd sort of share, I guess, you know, some of the ways and the lessons we've learned, things that we've maybe done right, things that we haven't done wrong. And then, you know, maybe the folks that listen to us can give us some feedback as well as to um, what they're most interested in uh, sort of hearing from us going forward. But maybe to start, Jack, I'll ask you, you know, how in terms of where you thought we would be with the podcast, um, I mean, how are the results versus um, your expectations going in, would you say? Yeah, well, I mean, I think my expectations were probably that my dad would be the only person listening to it, or maybe a few members of your family as well. So, you know, when you set those kind of expectations, it, it goes better than you thought. I mean, we, I, yeah, I think from an audience perspective, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised that the people have wanted to listen to us. Um, but also, I think it, it was really important. There's so many podcasts out there, and we sort of knew that going in. And it's really important to, you know, when you start doing this, to do it because you enjoy doing it or doing it because you get something from it. You know, if you, if you try to do podcasting, to you know, get results, I don't think that really works. I mean, first of all, there's very few podcasts that if you if you want to talk about things like ad revenue, there's very few podcasts that make enough money doing that to to make a living. Um, but also, you know, we we didn't do it to try to grow our business, or you know, we just did it because you and I were having these discussions anyway, um, and, and we thought it might be cool to to start with something where we did these short episodes where we sort of talked about some of the major issues you know we're thinking about from an investing standpoint, and you know, see if people want were, would be interested in watching that. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, we are believers in producing, you know, what is valuable content. So it started with our blog, which we've had our blog going since 2008. A lot of that's curation, but over the last few years, you you and I have gotten a lot more active in terms of writing our own articles and sharing our thoughts. And so we sort of said, you know, let's try to leverage that more through um, the podcast. I mean, for me, it's, it, it's kind of like I, I go up and down. I mean, I I like to see us have more maybe followers at this point on YouTube or subscribers, but at the same time, you know, it's I know it's a long term thing, and I think that it just takes time to grow your audience and 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 sort of compound it out. Um, but what is really nice is when I talk to someone, whether it's a client or a subscriber or even somebody that's not doing business with us, and they said, "Yeah, I." 
heard you on the podcast and that was a really interesting, you know, discussion you guys were having, or that was a great interview you did with Jim O'Shaughnessy or whatever it was. So when you get that feedback, that direct feedback, I think that's the most rewarding thing because it's like, wow, doing this, people are actually getting something from it, you know? Yeah. And the other thing in terms of lessons for me is this, this whole idea that we're dealing with some complex topics here, you know, and obviously we get made fun of sometimes because we talk about whether value is dead all the time, but you know, that's a, that's a very difficult topic. You know, there's very smart people on both sides of that. And this gives us an opportunity. You know, when I started writing in the first place, one of the things that surprised me about writing is writing was really more of a learning experience for me, maybe than it even was for people who read what I write. And because to be able to put something together, to put a cogent argument together, it requires you to learn more about the topic you want to write about. And, and this was sort of a further step in that direction. You know, being able to go on here and talk to you about these topics or talk to smart people about these topics, it's, it's been a learning process to learn more about those kind of things. And, you know, one of the things we've tried to do with the podcast, which hopefully we've done a pretty good job is, you know, you can find an episode from us that explains why we think you know value is a great opportunity right now you can also find an episode from us where we explain why value could be dead and so that's something we really wanted to do with this is we wanted to use this as a way to, to learn and the best way to use this as a way to learn is to try to make the arguments in favor of something but also to look at the opposite side and so hopefully we've done a good job with that in the first year but that, that was a big takeaway for me is I, i've learned a lot myself trying to be able to explain these things Right. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I'm a big believer in is like the repurposing or um, reusing content. And I mean, you, so what we're doing is a lot of times you're writing an article or I'm writing an article. And then what we do is we use that as a launching sort of pad to do these podcasts and have more further different in-depth discussion on things. So I think that for us, at least with our workload and trying to integrate the podcast in, that was an important thing. It's not like coming up with these topics you know, we, we do come up with topics that are outside the articles, but a lot of them is sort of using the articles as a basis and then trying to um, sort of build off that. Um, in terms of some of our more popular episodes, though, they do tend to be interviews. So I think our, our most popular one episode, at least at this point, is one with Jim O'Shaughnessy. Kai Wu was really popular. So let's just talk about that for a minute. I mean, I think we've had pretty We've had some great guests on. Um, some people are our friends. Some people we've just gone in cold and asked them to be, you know, on the podcast. Um, very few people have turned us down, and so, yeah, I think I think in terms of that, I think more people are willing to do podcasts, and sometimes you just have to ask. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean that's been surprising to me. I mean we've we've been. I mean there might be a couple people who said no in terms of coming on the podcast. And obviously we haven't asked Warren Buffett or anyone like that, but uh, you know, we've gotten some people, we've gotten some great people on here who had some great insights. And, you know, we really appreciate that they were willing to take the time. And I've been a little bit surprised about, you know, most everybody who we've asked has said, yes. You know, the other thing with the interviews for me is the interviews are probably the hardest part for me because I'm, I'm probably more comfortable doing this than I am trying to come up with intelligent questions and also to try to make the interview conversational. I think interviewing is a really tough skill. And we're sort of learning it on the fly here. We're, we're learning it, you know, neither one of us had ever, ever interviewed anybody before we did this. And, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out on the fly. And, you know, you've been really helpful for me on that because you're very good at sort of, you know, I don't know if you remember this, but every, every time we'll talk to somebody like on the business development side, I'll always say to you, all right, you know, you're in charge of the pleasantries at the beginning, you get the conversation right. flowing, <laughs> and then we drive into the detail, I'll jump in. And, you know, the podcast is sort of in the same exact way. You know, you're very good about kind of introing it in and, and I would just start grinding, you know, all these questions about is value investing dead right from the beginning. And, you know, you you do a good job of, of 
you know, both at the beginning and the end of sort of, you know, smoothing out the process. And I think that's been really helpful in doing, in me learning how to maybe do these interviews. Yeah, two things with that. I think one, I like to always try to start out with like a compliment. I, I think it's nice to start out, you know, on the right foot. So trying to find something that you can compliment the guest on. And, you know, in most, in all cases, people are appreciative and you sort of get off on the, on the right foot. But what I would say, um, what makes our interviews really good is sort of the preparation that you, you know you largely do that goes into it because i mean you're the one that's kind of digging into these strategies or these investors these people that we want to talk about and you come up with you know what i think are very interesting thoughtful and also unique questions i mean we've had some guests on that have been on a lot of podcasts and what we try to do is not just ask them we very rarely ask about their background because we want to get right to sort of the meat of the topic and um, that we're discussing. But what we also try to do, and maybe you can talk to this a little bit, we also try to have sort of a, an overarching arc, like almost like a story arc that we try to stick with with the guest. And so sometimes it's about value investing, sometimes it's about other things or whatever. But you know, usually there's, and I think that's something we've actually learned over the year, which is what is the, the common sort of thread that goes, you know, throughout the podcast that you kind of tie back to. Yeah, you know, there were, there were two things going in that I thought were important when we did interviews. One is I thought it was really important that we really learned the stuff of the people we were bringing on. So we really, if they wrote research papers, we read the research paper. If they've been on other podcasts, we listened to what they had to say, not to ask the same types of questions, but to be able to ask different types of questions, like you said. So I thought it was really important that we, you know, if someone's going to be nice enough to give us an hour of their time, we owe it to them to, to really know, you know, what they've done and to be able to ask intelligent questions around that. And, and the second thing for me was, I don't, I don't tend to like the podcasts where the host does just as much talking as the guest. And so I thought like, as a general rule, if our guests aren't talking more than 80% of the podcast, we're not doing a very good job. And so we, we've tried to, we've tried to do that as much as possible. Now we could probably go a little bit more the other way, and we could probably make these interviews a little more conversational and a little less, you know, in sort of questions that are chopped up. But I, I think we're getting better at that, but that, that's something that just takes time. It's hard to do. And, you know, you see the really great interviewers, Patrick O'Shaughnessy or outside of finance, someone like Tim Ferriss, they're, they're able to do that, but you know, we're certainly not at that level yet, but I, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I mean, I think we have, let our guests do most of the talking and we've done a good job of really trying to understand what it is that you know what they've done in terms of their work and like you said try to develop an arc around that that flows through from the beginning to the end in terms of how we can make all their work tie their work together and make it flow into sort of one story yeah i think you and i since we co-host this podcast i mean it's there's a plus there's a, a plus and a minus i guess which the plus side is is you know we can kind of play off each other we can split up the work i think we're, we're probably a little bit more confident when we're together I think the downside is, is sometimes, you know, I'll ask a question, the guest will respond, I'll want to follow up and you'll sort of have the next question lined up. And, you know, there has been plenty of instances where, we, where we've stepped on each other. Fortunately, we can edit most of those out, which we'll talk about in a minute about how we go about um, doing that. But anyways, I just think it's it's sort of the up and downside of, of having um, two guests. Just in terms of some of the sort of, I guess, technical details, or I guess the small details, um, you want to kind of run through your checklist here of what you think is important, um, that we can share? Yeah, no, I was just, this is just more for advice for people. I mean, most people probably won't host their own podcast, but just some things that we learned in the process of doing this. And, you know, the, one of the things we learned is to make sure to pay attention to small details, you know, probably our first 20 episodes or so we had some audio issues that we really didn't even recognize, you know, we were recording them on zoom at the time. Um, and it just wasn't 
whatever we were doing in our setups, whether it was internet connection, whether it was microphone positioning, you know, it wasn't as good as it should have been. And, and now we've switched to, we're recording this on riverside.fm, which is a great program for anybody who podcasts because it records both the audio and the video locally. And so there's no internet in the equation at all. You know, me being able to see you right now involves the internet, but the actual recordings do not involve the internet. So I think that my point there was just, I think one of the takeaways is it's very important when you're doing something like this to think about all the little details because a great episode with bad audio, you know, it can destroy the entire episode. And there probably were some episodes towards the beginning that maybe, you know, didn't get as, you know, as many people listening to it as they could because they listened at the beginning and our audio wasn't great, you know, and so they moved on to the next thing. So I, I think those, those little details are an important lesson sort of from doing this in the first year. So a couple of, I mean, I use a Blue Yeti USB mic, which is, I think, one of the leading mics at a lot of, it's, you know, $100 mic. It's not like a high high-end mic, but it, it it's certainly works for this. Um, I have a Logitech uh, webcam. I also have a webcam on my Thunderbolt, but I tend to use the Logitech one. And then lighting is important. Like my office is a little bit darker. I don't have a lot of natural light coming in. So I actually bought a light that sits on the back of my um, monitor that kind of lights up at least one side of me. The other side is always kind of in the shadow a little bit. But um, those are, you know, a couple of other important things too, especially with the video on YouTube. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, and, and those things have all proved to be very important in terms of, you know, us as, as we've evolved at getting better at this. I think um, getting comments on your podcast is very important, like comments and reviews. And one of the, one of the things that we've done, and I think this is where you know, we've been pretty good. It's like, and on some of our episodes, we've actually tried to encourage reviews and podcasts by doing like giveaways, like something like a free book or free subscription to Validia. And those have worked out. I mean, I think if you can get, you know, sort of the flywheel turning with reviews, it can help in your relative rankings. And the higher you get in the rankings, um, you know, the better it is. I think at one point we were like the number, didn't we break like the Scandinavian pod? <laughs> yeah. like, we were like last week, we were number, we were number eight in Finland last oh, week. Oh, nice. Sweet. Podcast. podcasts. So, yeah. Uh, that's, so, I mean, that may be the highest we've ever been anywhere. <laughs> um, so for some reason, we're very popular in Finland. But, uh, right. but yeah, no, that's, and, and that's one of the things I've learned as well is the, you know, all of that matters in terms of all these little details in terms of, you know, you can make great content, but people have to find it. And so little things like putting subscribe buttons in your videos and YouTube or encouraging people to write reviews, or, you know, one of the things we've learned in this process is that the, the way I think at least, and it's not public how Apple does their algorithm where they rank podcasts but I'm pretty convinced based on which episodes have done well and when we've been in the top 200 in the US and when we haven't, that the number one thing is the number of new subscribers that are subscribing to your podcast at any okay. given time. So like the highest we've ever ranked was when you gave a webinar at Fidelity and you mentioned the podcast at the end and you know a bunch of people subscribed to the podcast and you know that, that was the highest we've ever ranked. So it, it's really important for us in terms of growing the podcast to try to produce quality content and to try to do things to encourage people who find the content of, of high quality to subscribe to it and to follow us because that's what gets, you know, that's what gets us more views and that's what continues to help us grow the podcast. One of the um, key pieces of editing software that I use is Camtasia. So I use Camtasia Studio. So what happens basically, once we're done recording this, there'll be two MP4 files on riverside.fm. Those MP4 files are downloaded. I kind of have like a template in Camtasia and then what I do is I layer in those MP4 files and I kind of cut them up. And so when we do like a 20 minute episode, you know, it probably takes me at this point, cause I've gotten pretty quick with it, you know, maybe like half an hour um, to do it uh, with an interview where there's a lot more back and forth and I have to kind of flip back and forth and find those spots. 
it certainly takes me a lot longer. But I would say Camtasia is a very powerful tool. You can fade in, you can fade out, you can separate the audio and the video. Um, you can get out all the ums, which that's the other thing is when you podcast and you listen back to yourself, you, you don't realize how many ums you actually say. And I say a lot until you've actually podcasted and listened to yourself say them. So I usually don't, at this point, we're not removing too many of those um, unless it's really bad. But anyways, Camtasia is the editing uh, software we use. So in terms of um, going forward from here, I mean, what do you think, Jack? What do you think we'll focus on and for the next year uh, and how we can make this thing even better? Yeah, th I think this is one of the places where we want feedback. And, you know, you can always reach us at podcast at validia.com. You know, we've tried different types of episodes. We started with just these episodes where it's you and me for, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is make them short because we knew there were so many podcasts out there. So we started with these episodes of you and me trying to keep it to 20 minutes or less and talking about a topic or an article we'd written, you know, and then we've added in the interviews. Um, and we've also added in these deep dives into our individual strategies on Validia. You know, we talked about Benjamin Graham's strategy pretty recently, where we talk about the actual criteria and how the strategy works in the real world. So I, I think we, it would be great to get some feedback in terms of which, which of those people who listen to the podcast like the best, you know, do, do they like us talking about an article? Do they like us going and finding these interviews? Do they like these deep dives into our strategies? If there's any feedback, anybody who's listening right now can give us, we, we would appreciate it. And it'll help us sort of decide maybe going forward, which, which one we might focus a little bit on, um, you know, a little bit more on the other thing that I think we may want to do in the future is take, maybe take some academic papers that we haven't necessarily written about, but maybe help to break those down, you know, in, in a 20 minute period. So if we find some interesting academic research, it, it might be cool for us to, to use the podcast as a way to, to break down the major points of that research and, and, you know, to, think about some of the issues that are presented within it. So I think that's something else we maybe could do in the future. But if, if anyone has any feedback, you know, definitely let us know. We, we want to try to do things that people are interested in, in watching and listening to. Yeah. So we know this one was a little bit different, but if you guys have anything you want us to focus on or talk about, please let us know. And thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Justin again. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Excess Returns. You can follow Jack on Twitter at, at practicalquant and follow me on Twitter at, at JJ Carboneau. If you found this discussion interesting and valuable, please subscribe in either iTunes or on YouTube or leave a review or a comment. We appreciate it.